BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Pass picked off by CJ for Big three. Shot. Yes! And the Cougars take the lead. Top of the key three for TJ Haas. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. BYU basketball fans, welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are in Moraga, California to face the St. Mary's Gales. And we begin the show with some big news regarding the status of Yoli Childs. Yoli Childs will not play tonight due to an open dislocation on his right index finger. For more details, Greg Rubel, the voice of the Cougars, will talk with the head coach of BYU, Mark Pope, at the bottom of the hour. Again, for right now, I can tell you, Yoli Childs will not play tonight due to a finger injury. All right. It's been a very long time since BYU has left the state of Utah. In fact, the last game that the Cougars played outside the 801 was November 27th in Hawaii against Virginia Tech. And the Cougars enter tonight with a record of 12-4, and riding a six-game winning streak and coming off a masterful defensive performance against LMU in the conference opener. BYU beat the Lions 63-38, to which, by the way, were the fewest points given up this season. Yoli Childs in that game led BYU with 19 points and 12 rebounds. Jake Toulson finished with 13 points, 5 steals, and 5 assists. Also, TJ Haas contributed 8 points, 5 assists, and 4 rebounds. And in the words of New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick, we're on to Cincinnati, I mean St. Mary's. The Gales, they are 14-3. and And how about this? A surprising 1-1 one and one in the WCC after falling to Pacific in Stockton, 107-99 to in four overtimes. That's right, a four-overtime loss for St. Mary's. And you can decide whether or not it's good to face the Gales coming off a loss or not. Here is the good news. BYU's won two out of the last three meetings with the Gales, last season in Provo and then two seasons ago at the WCC Tournament. Where BYU has struggled most against St. Mary's has been on the road. The Cougars have lost six out of the last eight games played in Moraga. Now, the Gales are led by senior Jordan Ford, who's coming off a career-high 36 points in 58 minutes. Obviously, playing four overtimes helped with the career in minutes. Ford is the guy, but he has helped. Malik Fitz, Tanner Krebs, and company, they're a potent team that you know are looking to bounce back tonight at home. And what's interesting, from a statistical perspective, BYU and St. Mary's are putting up very similar stats. The Gales shooting the three at a slightly higher percentage, but statistically, these teams are very similar. Now, obviously, without Yoli tonight, that changes things a lot for BYU. And just so you know, uh, the interview that you're about to hear, this was done yesterday. This is before any of this information uh, was was known. We got the word that Yoli will not play tonight due to the finger injury. So there is no mention of Yoli Childs in this interview. But I, I did speak with assistant coach Chris Burgess, and, and we talked about how practices this week have been as they prepare for St. Mary's. It's been fun, especially last weekend and the, the way the Dub CC started out. And anyone can beat anyone or stay with anyone every get a night. So it's made our guys even lock in more um, to prepare for St. Mary's because we know they're coming off a loss and they're going to be hungrier. Um, and we know how good they are at home and we know how well coached they are. So our guys have been locked in focusing on us and also focusing on you know, what St. Mary's wants to do. Not just that St. Mary's lost. What does that say 
not specifically about them, but about this conference yeah. that St. Mary's lost a game? Because I, I think everybody's a little surprised when they see the Gales lose. It's just there's no days off. So you have to respect your opponent. You know, Portland's up at half at Gonzaga. You know, Pacific takes St. Mary's four times, beats them. So, you know, I wasn't a part of this conference last year, but I played a number of WCC teams being, you know, a different school. And there's just no days off. You can't you can't have a circled game like Gonzaga and St. Mary's and just focus on them. you you got to bring it every single night, whether it's LMU, Gonzaga, San Diego, because you can lose and you're going to kick yourself. So we prepare um, we prepare for each game the same way regardless of who we play, and we get our guys locked in on each game because – and it was good. It was good for teams that we thought would, teams the Vegas thought was going to win to lose because it gets our guys uh, uh, more eyes open, more aware, more sense of urgency to bring it. We were talking just a second ago how long it's been since you guys have had. You've had technically you've had you've been on the road, but it's just been up in Salt Lake City, so you haven't had to travel outside the state of Utah since the 27th of November. Can you get out of habit going on the road? Does, I mean, when you've been home for so long, does, do you have to get used to going back out on the road? I think you do. I think it's hard to um, simulate a, a hostile environment. You know, we talked about playing in Vivint Center, right? And Utah State had a great fan base there. And um, it's still, we're still Salt Lake. Our guys, yeah. you know, had their families there and their friends there and our students there. So you can't simulate it, but... We, that's what's nice about having a veteran team with seniors that they've been here before. They've been they're battle tested, so uh, I think they're actually excited to get on the road and, and get away from Utah for a sec and, and see what it's like playing playing at um, playing in a hostile environment and, and feeding off that energy and their crowd. So it's 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 almost impossible to simulate. We do we do some things um, here and there as coaches and practice to kind of try to simulate the gym, whether it's. You know, bring in a loud crowd and, and, and over the speakers and things like that. But our guys are ready. You know, they've, we've simulated. When we played at the the Vivint Center. We did stay in a hotel and things like that to try to to try to simulate that. But yeah, you're right. We haven't we haven't been away from the state of Utah in a long time. The two biggest themes with this team so far this year, one on offense, yeah. has been shooting. Defensively, it's just been the overall defense. You guys have had some unbelievable defensive performances, specifically with that aspect. What's the common denominator in these games where the defense is playing so well? Well, they're competing, and we we have depth. So there's, let's just say Dalton picks up a foul and goes out, we're bringing a guy like Zach Sellis in, and in, in, in the the urgency and the energy and the locked in and the game plan and staying the same. We're defending the three-point line, which everybody knows is kind of an equalizer. Um to st- you know, with offense, and so we're defending that at a really high level, and we have to maintain that. And we're 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 just really scouting teams the best we can, and, and sitting with our guys. And again, I go back to an older group; they're locked in. They know who's a shooter, they know who's a driver, they know tendencies, they know the game plan, how we're guarding ball screens, how we're guarding the post. Um, you know, a game like LMU, where we were frustrated offensively. Never, once did they waver on the defensive end? Where I think it, that we I've coached teams in the past where things aren't going well offensively and it affects their defense. This team hasn't shown that yet so if we can do that I mean you think about the last two teams the two teams last year in the national championship game were the two best defensive teams in Texas Tech and Virginia and so that's got to be the staple of us regardless if we're banging threes or Yoli's scoring in the post we have to guard we got to guard this three-point line. BYU and St. Mary's have always been a battle and I, I think everybody assumes that this year will be no different what do you see when you look at the Gators? Well, I see a really good player, one of the best players in the conference, in Jordan Ford. I see a, one of the most well-coached teams in the country, Coach Bennett, a team that is one of the best offensive three-point shooters in the country. In fact, number one, they come off a lot of ball screens, and they just read tags really well. They read the help side. And so 
They're they're well coached. They play hard. They make shots, and they and they got a, they got an all conference MVP candidate. And so that's what I see. And I also see it as a great challenge for us um, to defend the ball screens, to defend the three point line. We're one of the best three point shooting teams defensively. And so let's see, let's see where we stack up. Um, you know, put our put our money where our mouth is in terms of guarding that three point line. It's going to be a huge challenge. We know that, but our guys are up for it. Just like when we, you know we went to Houston. Just like when we're in Maui, everyone said you know hopefully you can just get one win, right? And so we're up for that challenge and we're excited about it. But this is a well coached team. He's going to run ball screens and they have a stud in Jordan Ford. Regardless of how well things are going, coaches can always find something to improve on. What's an area you still want to see some improvement? We got to get better offensively when we're going to the post and facing double teams and making simple plays. Uh, we are. We're working on that every day we got to get better playing without fouling at times keeping you know the free throw disparity in terms of us and other teams I think is a little bit more on their side mm-hmm. opponent side we got to get better playing without fouling um, and we got to get we got to get better garden ball screens I think and, and, and St. Mary's is going to test us right away and it's the ball handler more than the role man we got to get better there we take care of those things I think we've been really good transitioning I think we've been really good guarding the spot ups but if we take care of those three kind of things both on the offense and defense side of the ball we give our chance I'm, I'm telling you we give our chance to win this conference this team's playing really good basketball from a confidence level. Where's the confidence level at? Because it, it seems pretty high right now. Confidence is high, but our locker room is just together. Coach talks about that all the time. And our locker room's together. We got a guy, we got a bunch of guys on our team, and I saw this the first day I stepped onto campus in the is that are dying to win, that have been well coached, that are together, they're older, they're smart, and so this team's dying to win. So we so they've come together, they put their agendas and egos aside, and, and they've come to this common goal of like making this tournament, winning a championship and, and doing something special for BYU and leaving a legacy behind that other players in the past have done. So when you have that group, it, it makes a really, really special locker room. Regardless of Jake scores 10 points or 26 points, the dude's all in because we're winning, and that's what that's what it's about. Chris, you're the man. Appreciate it. Thanks, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk again. Awesome. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. Always love talking with assistant coach Chris Burgess. Appreciate him taking a few minutes. This season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we will head to UCU Pavilion for our courtside conversation with Terry Nashif. Terry filling in on the broadcast. For Mark Durant tonight, we will ask Terry about BYU playing without Yoli Childs. That's right. If you're just tuning in, Yoli Childs will not play tonight due to a a finger injury. It is an open dislocation of the right index finger. We will have more details uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour. Greg Rubel will talk with the head coach of the Cougars, Mark Pope, at the bottom of the hour. We'll get more details on the situation then. But coming up next, we'll uh, we'll find out from Terry how this changes things for BYU not having Yoli in a big game against St. Mary's. We'll have more Cougar pregame live next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back in, getting you ready for a big matchup in Moraga, California. BYU traveling to face the Gales of St. Mary's. Joining me now from UCU Pavilion, the new name used to be McCune Pavilion. Now it's uh, University Credit Union Pavilion. I've shortened it to UCU. I hope that they're okay with that. Uh, Joining me now, Terry Nashif on the broadcast once again, filling in. For Mark Durant, Terry, it's always nice to talk with you. How are you? 
Shep, doing well. Doing well. Excited for the game tonight. Yeah, I, I am too. Uh, unfortunately, we got a little bit of bad news at the top of the show. And, and for those just tuning in uh, and did not hear, Yoli Childs will not play tonight due to a finger injury. It's being uh, called an open dislocation of the right index finger. And beyond that, we don't have any details. Uh, Greg Rubel will be speaking with Mark Pope coming up in about 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, and we'll have more details coming up then. But obviously, not having Yoli is a big deal for BYU. Now, they did play the first nine games without him. My first question to you is, how does this change things for BYU tonight specifically against St. Mary's? Well, I think, like you mentioned, they played without Yoli before and had some success, a couple of huge wins without him. And so they know how to do it. Uh, the nice thing about BYU, the way that they play offensively, is they've got... Um, all of their motion offenses where the ball is just moving around and uh, they're finding their shots, sharing the ball. And so there's not a lot of sets that were specific for Yoli. Obviously, when you put different players and skilled players in those positions, it demands double teams. So that will be a little bit different. Uh, but they've won without him. They'll be motivated here. And uh, guard-oriented play is always good against St. Mary's as well. So they'll probably go a little bit smaller tonight. You know, the, the nine games that, that BYU played without Yoli, I, I thought that was a big confidence builder for them. And like you mentioned, picking up some really big wins, and not just picking up big wins, but overall played really good basketball. Confidence is such a big part of athletics in general. How much can that help a team when you get news like this? No question. Um, always had the next man up mentality with this group, and for them to win without Yo. The way that this locker room is together, the leadership, uh, the seniors, the coaching staff, and I really expect them to play really well tonight. Um, and if they don't, it will not be because Yoli's not there. It's just because St. Mary's is really good. Well, let's focus on some of the things that have been going well for BYU. And, and the good thing is there's a lot of that that's been going well for BYU. And, and one of the things I want to ask you about is, as well as the offense has played, the evolution of the team's defense has been really impressive why has the defense been able to play at such a high level consistently i think defense is something that you can do consistently at a high level and it comes down to teamwork comes down to coaching staff and then it comes down to scheme and what byu is doing right now is they're together you can have four guys really guarding and one one player not and uh, it doesn't look very good and it can be a different player, but if you've got all five guys, then you can be consistent on the defensive end. I think there's a lot of teams in this league that are consistent defensively, St. Mary's being at one of the, if not the top of the list, top two, and we've seen the success that they've had in this league. As a former player and a former coach, you can answer this question, whether or not it's it's us media type that, that – look at storylines that aren't really storylines. And I'm talking about the fact that BYU hasn't left the state of Utah since November 27th. And I even asked um, Coach Burgess about that. You, it's almost like you kind of have to retrain yourself to go through the, the motions of being on the road after being home for so long. Is, is that anything that, that you would see as a hurdle tonight, having to get back in the rhythm, being on the road, or is more being made out of that than there really needs to be? One thing to note is uh, while they were out of school, there's not really a rhythm to it. It feels different even at home. And so oftentimes it's good to get out on the road. You get everybody together. You've got a few more meetings because you're always together. Your meals are together. And so going into a tough environment, 
and you've got your the attention of your guys. They're around each other more. There's no outside distractions, and some teams actually play better on the road, and uh, this team has had some huge wins on the road. You talk about the last time they left uh, the state of Utah, and that was a great win yeah, Virginia over Tech. in Maui. Yeah, absolutely. BYU's most consistent trait right now is what, in your opinion? We talked about it. It's got to be the defense, and, and, and we talked about why, and it's what can help you win championships. And I'm excited about the way they're guarding. They're going to have to really guard tonight. I'm sure they've got a great plan and scheme to slow Jordan Ford down and this St. Mary's offense that is so efficient, and it's efficient year in and year out, and this year is no different. Does it matter to you facing a team after a win or a loss? I mean, do you view playing the Gales after a loss different than had they won their last game? Two questions there. One, it it does matter with a lot of teams, especially really talented teams where the coach, you feel like they haven't, they're not really listening to their coach, or the coach doesn't quite have them. You know, the coach can stand up and say, hey, listen, we got to play better, we got to play better, but if they keep winning, they're not really bought in. St. Mary's is a completely different story. You can be, They can come off a win, come off a loss, and what Randy Bennett does with these guys, his coaching style, his practices, it's the same. And so you can argue that it's going to be the same whether they won that four-overtime game or not. Uh, it'd be nice if it was on a Thursday, Saturday, them playing four overtimes right. and Jordan Ford playing 58 minutes, but that was not the case. This historically has been... Re, I mean, it's been a, you're going to have a physical matchup anytime you face St. Mary's. That's just one of their MOs. But this has always been historically, especially on the road, a tough matchup for BYU. Why, why do you think that has been the case? I think it's a tough matchup for anybody that comes to Moraga. And you can look at the stats and the numbers, but they are so disciplined. They shoot the ball so well. And uh, the one time we beat him was Delavadova Day. That's right. And uh, it was a little bit of a payback from that payback from that shot he hit in the Marriott Center. But uh, it's just so hard to play here. And it's also um, credit to what Randy Bennett and his staff do with each team, players in one year uh, over the next. They are so consistent in what they do. The crowd's right on top of you. And uh, it's a little bit different gym. They've got this huge scoreboard now. And... Um, they're really good here. Where do they have room for a huge scoreboard there? That was not the it, biggest gym to begin with. You could argue it looks bigger than uh, <laughs> than Jerry Jones's screen because the gym's so much smaller. <laughs> but this thing is huge. Now you mentioned Jordan Ford, and obviously he's a senior. He's their go-to guy. But but they are they are more than Jordan Ford. What else stands out to you about this year's version of the Gales? I think I think this year's version is similar to the other versions that they've had. You've got a scorer that kind of carries the load. You've got inside presence. You've got stretch fours, and uh, they're so good as a team. If you take one thing away, they're going to find another way to uh, uh, basically to hurt you. One thing that's really important against St. Mary's is you have to score consistently, and that's what they do. It it feels like every game they find an eight-minute stretch where you've got zero, two points, four points, and uh, that, that's what hurts you against them is that they're so consistent on the defensive end. Okay, with all that information, then Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm proudly present our keys to the game. Terry, what are your keys to tonight's game? Just what we talked about there, being able to score consistently throughout the game, it is so important. You can't have the stretches where you're not scoring points. Keeping them off the foul line, two reasons. One, they really thrive on those points at the line. They rest and 
if you're if they're on the line a lot, you're in foul trouble. And then number three, as always, make shots. That's what you like to hear. Terry, great stuff. Appreciate the time. We'll hear you with Greg coming up in just a few minutes. Thanks, my friend. Thanks, Shep. There we go. Terry Nash, you're on the broadcast with Greg Rebell tonight, filling in for Mark Durant. After a quick timeout, we'll check out the scoreboard. We'll go over college basketball scores locally and in the top 25. It's all coming up next as we get you ready for the Cougars and the Gales on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back to our BYU Radio Studios in beautiful Provo, Utah. We're getting you ready for a big showdown in Moraga. BYU on the road at St. Mary's. Cougars, not the only local team playing tonight. Southern Utah on the road at Idaho State. T-Birds in the second half have a 42-37 lead over the Bengals. 11 and a half minutes to go in the second half. Also, up in Ogden tonight, Weber State hosting Northern Colorado. The Wildcats leading the Bears 54-51. Seven and a half minutes to go up in Ogden. Top 25 games going on right now. We'll start with the number one team in the country. Just so happens to live in the WCC, Gonzaga. On the road at San Diego, as you would expect, the Zags with a big lead over the Toreros, 27-6. Gonzaga with the lead with 11 minutes to go in the first half. A battle of two top 25 teams. Number 24, Arizona, leads at number 9, Oregon, just by a point. It's 49-48 in favor of the Wildcats. And just beginning the second half, it is number 8, Michigan State, leading Minnesota, 42 to 37. Two finals from earlier today. Uh, number 19, Michigan, defeating Purdue 84-78 in double overtime. And an upset, number 23, Wichita State, defeats number 21, Memphis, 76 to 67. Besides Gonzaga and San Diego and obviously BYU and St. Mary's, uh, there is one other WCC game tonight. It will not tip off until 9 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, That will be San Francisco hosting Santa Clara. In the NBA tonight, big one in OKC. It is the return of Russell Westbrook. The return, obviously, of James Harden as well, but uh, Russell Westbrook was most recently with the Thunder. He's back in OKC. And his former team right now handed it to him. It's 50-36 in favor of OKC. Five and a half minutes to go in the first half. Without Joel Embiid tonight, 76ers defeat Gordon Hayward and the Boston Celtics, 109-98. Cavaliers win in overtime in Detroit, 115-112. to And the Minnesota Timberwolves take down Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers, 116 2102. Coming up next, we'll send you to the UCU Pavilion for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. Greg will talk with the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Mark Pope, for more details on Yoli Childs and the finger injury that will keep him out of tonight's matchup. You'll hear that coming up next. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America Visa credit cards featuring triple rewards. Now, let's head back to the MoBetta's courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside University Credit Union Pavilion in Moraga, California. Tonight, the shorthanded BYU Cougars take on a St. Mary's squad currently on an eight-game home win streak. The Gales also on a five-game home win streak over BYU. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Grubel. With me is former BYU point guard and longtime assistant coach, Terry Nash. If Terry, BYU knew before the season that it would be without Yoli Childs for the first nine games of the season. Cougars game plan for it. Played well, winning six of nine games without Yo, including a couple of big ones. Now, due to a finger injury that Yoli sustained two days ago, Tuesday in practice, BYU has to again find ways to win without him. Yoli Childs only now. The stakes, well, they're even higher. Starting tonight here at St. Mary's, the Cougs' most difficult WCC destination. No question, and like you mentioned, they've played without him. They've won without him. And one thing, the way BYU runs their continuity offense is whoever's getting the ball in the right spots will be able to shoot it, and that will help them as they try to adjust without Yoli having had him for the last few games. All right, so when we come back, we will hear from head coach Mark Pope and how he plans to deal with Yoli Child's injury and absence as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Moraga, California on the new skin BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar pregame coaches show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. We are back inside what used to be known as McEwen Pavilion, now called University Credit Union Pavilion here in Moraga, California, home of the St. Mary's Gales. BYU and St. Mary's meeting for a 29th time all-time. The series tied at 14 games apiece. BYU coming in on a six-game win streak overall, including a 1-0 start to West Coast Conference competition. St. Mary's has won eight straight at home but coming off a wild four-overtime loss at Pacific on the weekend that even the Gales league record at 1-1. and Our pregame conversation now with BYU head coach Mark Pope is brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. And tonight, we get a game day update on the Yoli Childs situation, an injury that has put BYU's best player on the sidelines for a second time this season. Um, he... he, he uh banged his finger in practice two days ago and then we found out yesterday that he was probably going to be out here for you know I don't know a week two weeks something like that Um, and so uh, the guys have just spent the last 24 hours adjusting getting ready to kind of change the lineup and um, you know Yoli's going to be great he's going to be fine he's going to you know, have, have a couple games he misses here, and, and this team is going to go fight and compete in battle and, and do what they can to win. Best case scenario, he's out a small number of games. Yeah, I mean, that's what we expect. You know, it just depends when he can get a comfort level back with his finger. Um, but, but I, you know, I don't anticipate it's going to be too long. We'll see. I know he's, you know, he was, he was pretty devastated uh, yesterday. Uh, when it kind of everybody's unanimous advice to him was to to take a couple games, but it's the right thing to do for him and the right thing to do for the team. In a way, it's a shock to the system, but in a way, it's back to where you already have been this season. And these guys know, and you know, there are ways to win without a really good player on the floor. Yeah, I mean, you know, we uh, this this group, you know, 
went on the road and beat Houston and beat Virginia Tech and beat UCLA and you know won a lot of big games. Um, so we know we can. Uh, uh, it has been a major kind of a overhaul adjustment the last 24 hours, um, reconceiving exactly how we want to approach this game and how uh, we, we can function offensively, defensively, and also there's got to be some mindset shifts too because you know Yoli does. Um, makes such a huge difference for us on the glass he makes such a huge difference for us physicality wise in the lane and some of the things that we had worked so hard to um kind of counter and manage uh our our focus has gone in different directions a little bit knowing that yoli was shoring up uh, some areas of the court so we got a you know, my biggest concern is can we flip back to the kind of rabid physical desperation that we were playing with uh, without Yoli for those nine games? And um, this, is a, this is a good group, and uh, you know, and, and they'll be able to make that shift. But it is a it's a it's a it's a pretty major shift, and and we just got to deliver tonight. So beyond that mindset component, uh, what was working best in those games without him that you need to recapture again here tonight? Well, uh, you know, w- one of the things that we really had going in our first nine games was we had a, a, a really special flow to the game um, where uh, this, there was a little bit more space on the floor. The ball stopped a little bit less on purpose by design. I mean, when you have a, 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 a player so commanding as dominant as Yoli, you got to take a bunch of shots during the game where you stop things and be like, hey, we're going to get you, we're going to stop, we're going to get you the ball in this position and let you go to work. And um, You know, uh, it, it goes from us feeling like we have two bigs on the floor more to feeling like we only have one big on the floor more often. And, and um so, you know, it is, it's actually a, we, we have kind of a schematic shift. We, we changed, uh, you know, our foundational kind of offensive system when Yoli came back, and we will go back to more of a significantly four-out, four-ball handler, uh, one guy in, um, and that the guy in the lane is really a, you know, a ball screen and a pop and a space guy more than he is a, a commanding post presence. Uh, it actually gives Jake some different uh, opportunities in the post with a little bit different spacing. Um, you know, Kobe Lee has shown that he can perform at a high level with more minutes. You know, his minutes went down somewhat uh, when Yoli came back in with his injury. And, uh, so just a bunch of transitions like that that, um, you know, fortunately under these circumstances, it is fortunate these guys have played without him and won without him before, so we know we can. We also... No, we're probably facing our toughest challenge of the season tonight. St. Mary's comes in off just a wild four-overtime game. Pacific got them. That does not take away at all from the quality of this team. No, no, they're, they're really good. Um, uh, you know, they're, they're a you know, top 25, top 30 team in the country. And, um, they have a, a really explosive backcourt tandem that are like a little bit of a fire and ice that complements her so well. And this Malik Fitz is... Uh, is a star. I mean, he's an NBA player uh, who shoots it. You know, he shoots 46% from the three-point line, and he puts his head down and gets to the rim as well and as physically as any three in the Western United States. And uh, and they have some bigs that really, really fill their role really well. I mean, seven two, seven three, and and six eight, but incredibly athletic. So um, it's a good team. It's a they, they play great at home. Uh, obviously, they're they're led by an unbelievable uh, coach who's had great success. So. We know what's in store for us. We know this is a big-time challenge, but, but we're going we're gonna to meet the challenge. What a great chance to rally, and what an epic win this would be. 
Yeah, it's um, you know it's what these guys signed up for. Um, it's what we do. Is um, you know the, the bigger the challenge, the more excited these guys get, and and um, we're certainly looking forward to taking a massive swing at this tonight and see if we our togetherness and our fight can be big enough to do something that nobody thinks we can do. All right, best of luck, coach. We'll talk to you post game, brother. That is Coach Mark Pope and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Coming up next, it is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from University Credit Union Pavilion in Moraga on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Also brought to you by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Mo Betta's courtside seats and join Terry Nashif alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside University Credit Union Pavilion in Moraga, California. Tonight, BYU seeking to extend its win streak to seven games by winning in Moraga for the first time in six years. BYU is also on its last three WCC road openers. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel and former BYU player and coach Terry Nashif with you from courtside. Uh, Terry sitting in for Mark Durant. Our statistician today is BYU Basketball Media Relations Director Kyle Chilton. Jason Shepard is our studio host. Our control board operator is Tanner Rawl. Our coordinating producer, Terry South. And our BYU Radio engineer, Barry Squires. Our intern tonight back at BYU Radio in Provo is Max Clark. We are coming to you live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Our over-the-air flagship is KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are also heard on network affiliates and on the BYU Cougars app, the BYU Radio app, plus BYURadio.org and BYUCougars.com slash live radio. You can hear play-by-play archives and highlights on the BYU Basketball Podcast. Well, with BYU now firmly in the mix for an at-large bid to the NCAA Tournament and now winning as much with defense as offense and Yoli Childs getting national pub for his stellar seven-game start after nine games away. Now he's out injured and we don't know for how long. We heard Coach Pope tell us a few moments ago you know, maybe one to two weeks, and, and you, you really hope that's exactly the case. I think BYU can maybe manage that kind of absence. But to get an idea of what uh, BYU will do without him and how BYU will do without him, we don't have to go back very long, Terry. And if nothing else, these guys at least have the confidence and the knowledge that they can win without Yoli. This isn't the, the, the entire shock to the system. It was, say, let's, you know, Brandon Davies, right, in 2011. Boom. But the, as we saw then, even then, there's always a way to rally. No question, and that was quite the shock. This is not that. Um, but BYU has won without Yoli. They know how to do it. And you talk about a matchup tonight where you need to make shots against the St. Mary's team, and these lineups would probably play a lot against St. Mary's anyway. And 
and it's going to give them an edge, and they can rally together, and we've seen this team do that so many times this year. What is the power of, of that, of knowing that there's that, that, that they've been dealt a blow of adversity? How much can it bring the right group together? No question. This group, the way they play, the way they are together, it gives them a little bit added um, energy. They, they focus on every possession. There's no letdown. They have to do a little bit more, and sometimes that allows a team to come in and get an upset because they're so focused on rebounding a little bit more or no possession can be taken off and everybody on edge and together. How much of the fact, uh, like I mentioned a, a couple seconds ago, how much of the fact that the defense appears to be matching the offensive level right now, how much can that play into what happens here no tonight? No question, no question. Whoever's on the court and they've shown it this year can defend. And there's uh, no, no player at any time taking a possession off. Their schemes are great. I know they've got a great scheme tonight to, to change things up against St. Mary's, yeah. to try to get them to shoot different shots than they're used to. And uh, this team can really execute that, especially on the defensive end, which you have to do here in Moraga. He is Terry Nashif. Coming up after the break, the St. Mary's perspective with assistant coach Justin Joyner as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues live from Moraga, California, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Fred Rubel. We welcome you back inside University Credit Union Pavilion here in Moraga, formerly known as McEwen Pavilion. They recently struck a new deal with UCU, and they'll be, in fact, celebrating this new naming of the building here tonight during this evening's game against BYU. It is the East Bay Showdown between the Cougars and the Gales, two of the top three teams in the West Coast Conference, and two teams currently projected to end up in the NCAA tournament. A win for either team. Big resume booster, obviously, but a road win for BYU without Yoli Childs. That'd be even more massive, particularly playing shorthanded as they are, and, then with, and with only one win here in eight previous tries since joining the West Coast Conference. Randy Bennett in his 19th season now as the head coach of the Gales and his team is pacing for another 20-win season. It'll be the 13th in a row should the Gales reach that plateau. And this season's team looks like so many others here in Moraga. Great guard play, a skilled size up front, and, and a ton of Aussies, of course. A short time ago, I spoke with St. Mary's assistant coach, Justin Joyner, about to facing BYU now, coming off that crazy, wild four-overtime setback at Pacific on the weekend. It was it was a pretty unbelievable game. I mean, you know, you're up 11 at half, and you're up eight with three to go, and then they made a great run, and they came back, and it just, it just kept going and kept going. You know, we felt like we had the game won a few times, and they made some plays, and there was whatever. There was a questionable call, and all those things happened, and, and that's that's kind of part of competing, you know. So you got to get through those things, and it would have been nice to, to come out on the right side of that one, but we didn't, and we just we move on and move forward. How was the mental and physical recovery from that? I would tell you that the, the, the next day was off for sure. We had a, I think Jordan Ford played 60 minutes. I think Tommy Cusey played 52 minutes. I think something like that. So we had we had guys play out play play a lot of minutes, and then. Our depth, obviously, uh, was tested. So it was, it was good in that way and that, you know, our, our depth was tested. And um, But, yeah, it was, it was a physical battle for sure. Following out as many guys as you did, though, you had some guys from the lower end of the rotation come in and make some big shots for you. No doubt. It was great to see that. It was uh, – we knew we know we have good depth. We know we have good players. Um, with how we play, it's, it's not always – we're not always going to get into our depth as much as we'd like to, but – Having said that, we know we have good players, and uh, it was good to see them performing in an environment like that. What has just the first weekend 
of WCC competition already told you about the league so far? I think it tells you what we already knew, which is it's pretty deep, and I think the bottom's great, and the top is obviously unbelievable. Um, so you, you know you're gonna be, you're in for a fight every night. So I think that's what it tells you. It's you see Portland play Gonzaga tough. You see Pepperdine play Gonzaga tough. You see, you know, you see these games and uh, obviously the USF Open zero two. No question, no question. Nobody saw that one coming. And Santa Clara is good. And, and there's just a lot of good teams right now. And it's a good place to be. It's great for the conference. It's great for the bottom of the league. It's great for the middle pack. And it's great for the top of the league. So uh, it's it's a good place. It's a good time to be in the WCC. How big was the loss of Matthias Toss? And how do you think the guys responded to it? It was a big loss. He's a good player. He's, he's, he's a super smart player. He's probably one of our smartest guys. He's really good defensively. Um, he's, he's a great intangible guy. So it was tough. It was definitely tough. But uh, I think we're we're built to kind of withstand that and continue to move forward and continue to, to play well. And uh, it'll change our look a little bit and it'll test our depth. But ultimately, we have to we have to be good enough to withstand that and keep playing and keep and keep performing. Midseason Wooden Award watch list came out yesterday, and I scanned it almost expecting to see Jordan Ford's name on that list, and I didn't see it. Uh, do you guys care about that kind of stuff, or do you think, yeah, you should have been on it? We, it's not even on our radar. <laughs> I'm not even sure if it's on Jordan's radar. I know mm-hmm. as a staff it's not really on our radar. I think it speaks a lot to what Jordan is, and that's a heck of a competitor and a heck of a leader, and I think he's pretty locked in having a good year as a team. Okay. Uh, in terms of team guys, I mean, every coach says that's what they want on their on their roster. And as much as Jordan maybe dominates the scoring totals, um, this is a bunch of guys that know a role, isn't it? No doubt. We have guys that uh, well, we do we do a lot of things by committee. I think we have two obviously high level all league type guys, right. and then we have a third guy who can play and make plays and is really good for us. And then I think the rest of the, the five spots kind of done by committee. I think the you know the two spot is kind of done by committee at times, and so that's kind of where our depth comes in but it's funny we just have guys that don't really buy into anything other than winning and been doing what they have to do to make our team win and sometimes you'll get a dnp and the next game you'll play 10 to 15 minutes and we expect you to play well and, and they buy into that so you guys have won eight straight at home i think byu's won six in a row overall it's a two ken palm top 30 teams basically going head to head tonight what a, what a great early season matchup no doubt and in the wcc it's it's awesome and not having, I mean, yeah, let's call it what it is. Gonzaga is not one of those teams. Gonzaga is number one, but it's cool to have two other teams that are really vying for a for an at-large bid. And um, BYU's got a heck of a had a heck of a year so far. Obviously, with Yoli coming back, they're they're really good, and I think they're built to have a really good year. They're old. They have good great shooting. They share it well, and they have an unbelievable interior presence. So it's a heck of a year for them, and we think we're we're pretty good as well. Justin, thanks for stepping outside to do this. Appreciate the time. We'll see you back in Provo. Sounds good. Thanks, Greg. Yes, and we literally did uh, walk outdoors. It's a chilly night tonight, but we did. Uh, we went. We wanted to escape the hubbub and the music, so we went outside. And he was in his uh, short sleeves there and uh, dealing with the frigid temps to do that pregame interview. Appreciate it. Good guy, and uh, good to hear from him. That is St. Mary's assistant coach Justin Joyner leading us into tonight's "You Be the Judge" trivia question, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to legallymineusa.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. And here is tonight's question. Which former BYU player scored the most points as an NBA player? The answer coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. 
All right, the BYU and St. Mary's coming up. No Yoli Childs for the Cougs tonight, as we've uh, talked about. So, uh, clearly, Cougs lean on the backcourt. You've got three guys averaging in double figures back there. TJ Haas at 12.3. Alex Barcelo at 10.1. Jake Toulson at 14.6. You combine that, and that's exactly 37 points per game. Uh, Terry, is it... Uh, is it fair to say that uh, for BYU to have its best shot to win, of course it all depends on pace of game. These are lower scoring games, but maybe see that number up around 50-plus tonight to have give BYU the best shot to win? Absolutely, and you mentioned shot a few times as you were talking about it, and that's important. They've got to make shots. They'll get open shots, and you've got to make the open ones. There's going to be a lot of tough ones. There's going to be uh, mid-range shots that they give you. They protect the rim really well and defend the three. And when you get open shots against St. Mary's, you have to make them to win here tonight. Recent recollections, and BYU has dropped five in a row here, are that the Cougs have done a decent job of hanging until there's always about a three- or four-minute stretch of the game, it seems, in which it's the dreaded drought on one side and the back-breaking run on the other. The longer you hang, the better your shot, especially without your big guy, Yo, tonight. Absolutely, and there is that run, and scoring consistently is such a key here. You have got to score consistently because it's it's almost like they have those droughts or they cause you to have droughts while they score consistently throughout the game. And BYU's defense, I think, tonight will allow them to be in this game. They've got to make shots and score consistently to be there at the end. What does BYU need out of Colby Lee, who plays and starts tonight in place of Yoli Childs? Well, he needs to stay out of foul trouble. He needs to clog up the middle when he rolls to the hoop. And then he's got to be able to catch and finish. Uh, Rebounding-wise, he has to rebound, but he has got he can really impact this game tonight. And the other thing he's got to do is on these ball screens of Jordan Ford, he's got to get out there and contain him. All right, it is BYU and St. Mary's. A couple of Ken Palm top 30s going head-to-head with both teams with designs on the NCAA tournament. A lot of what happens here tonight will have much to say about what transpires in mid-March. Tip-off of BYU and St. Mary's coming up next. You've been listening to the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.